Ciao, bella donna. It's Liz. Welcome back to Queenhood. Today we are here to talk about personal branding, one of my favorite topics. There is no correct or incorrect way to do branding. So don't look at it in a black and white way. There are methods. There are methods. And today I'm going to tell you about mine and how I approach personal branding. And I invite you to take from it what speaks to you and then just leave behind what doesn't. So I've been working in advertising for seven years as an art director. And in the last three, four years, I've done a lot more personal branding because I have been on a spiritual journey. And those two paths started to merge. So let's just dive right in to talking about personal branding my way, okay? The first thing you need to do when it comes to developing your own personal brand is discover your personal magic, your personal magic. Why? Because when we're talking about branding, we're talking about representing you. And people want to have a brand. Why? Because they want to communicate what they do and who they are. They want to stand out. They want to look consistent. They want to look professional. And yes, we all want to do that. But look at it this way. You are not going to be the best at your craft, most likely, in the whole world. You're probably not aiming to be the number one at the product or service you are offering. Maybe you are, but let's assume that in the entire world, you're not number one. Because in most cases, that's not even a possibility anyway, because most things are not objective like that. Nonetheless, it makes you want to answer the question, why would someone buy from me? If a million other people are out there offering a similar product or service, you get all this pressure. You want a really cool brand, right? Because you want to stand out. There's a huge disconnect right here in the very beginning of how I approach branding that I see with most people in their approach. It's right here before we've even talked about colors or anything. We're way far from that as far as I'm concerned. You need to know who you are because the answer to that question, why would someone buy from you it's the you factor. We're not out here looking for the best. We're out here looking for energy. And we're looking for energy that matches our energy. You can put yourself out there to the whole world and really, really do your best. You're not going to be for everyone. So quit trying to be. Instead, we just need to show up as our authentic self. So when we're developing our brand here... That's what we want to focus on. We are creating a brand around our self with the capital S, the queen at our core, the human, the person we were born to be, the us before we had a name. We want to get really, really authentic down to the core. So I'm going to tell you a few things a few questions that you can answer as a journaling exercise. So I'm gonna read them right now. And if you're able to 
pause and journal about any of this stuff that we do during the episode, then great, go for it. Otherwise, you play it back later or you just do this exercise in your head, okay? So we're talking about discovering your personal magic to answer that question, why would we buy from you? Number one, what do people come to you for? You can try answering that on your own based on what you've noticed people reach out about and or you can shoot out some text messages to the people closest to you and say I'm doing an exercise I have a question what do you come to me for the second question you can ask yourself what has been the consistent thread in your life when it comes to things that make you feel joy or a sense of purpose If you look back at your life, maybe you haven't always done the same thing, but there's usually a red thread. What's always gotten you excited? What has always given you butterflies? What has always piqued your interest? Numero tres, what do you have to offer that could help someone else? What do you have in your toolkit as a human that could help someone else out there in the world. Number four, who can you serve who needs what you can offer? Number five, what is something that comes easily to you but not so much everyone else? Really think about that so often a lot of our values right under our nose and it's just so part of us that we just completely overlook it and just think oh isn't everyone like this doesn't everyone have this isn't everyone good at this no really look at those things now if you answer these questions and hopefully just jot some notes down about them that is helpful because when you ask What do people come to me for? What has been the consistent thread? What do I have to offer that could help others? How can I serve? And is there something that comes easily to me? You should be able to look at everything you wrote and see some patterns or get some sort of information from that. So using that as data, then you would wanna ask yourself the question, what are you valued for? What are you valued for? Looking at that data, which is collected from your family members, loved ones, friends, whatever, and yourself, your own impression of yourself. Look at that. And based on what people are coming to you for and things, what would you say you are valued for? For example, is it your honesty? Some people will always choose honesty, even if it's going to be the thing that stings the person. They're not there to tell you what you want to hear. It's their honesty that people value. Is it your ability to help others make their way out of the dark and into the light? Is it your warmth that makes people feel vulnerable to share with you? Is it the way you bring people to laughter? Is it your wisdoms, 
that you deliver so well because you're speaking or writing in a way, in such a way that is just you. This is all a creative exercise, so don't take it too seriously. We're just looking at your place here. We're looking at what you're contributing because that's a huge component of your brand is your purpose. And we'll get more into that later, but you want to be pursuing your purpose work in life. That's part of living in your queenhood. So that being the case, this is a great place to start because very often that data will lead us to our purpose work. The next thing we want to do is craft a self-summary. In a nutshell, what do you do? Try this formatting. I help blank with blank by blank. For example, I help aspiring entrepreneurs build confidence through personal branding. What do you do for who and how do you do it? You will find yourself in situations in life where someone will go, what do you do? You want to be able to answer that in a matter of seconds and right out of the gate, be super clear about what you offer. That is the moment you hook them in. Confused buyers don't buy. They don't connect. We want to connect with you right out of the gate. So practice that little mini pitch. Again, just like with most of this, it can be a journaling exercise. So maybe something came to your mind just now with how you help people, and maybe it didn't. And so, you know, in advertising or probably a lot of industries with copywriting, it's a workshopping process. You don't just sit down and go, here's the headline. No, you write 100 headlines usually, and then you're narrowing down to the final one because the juice is in there. The good stuff is in there. It's not magic. You gotta massage it out. So start crafting and crafting and something will click. And when you're doing any of these journaling exercises, by the way, let's talk about your energy during all of this. We need to take a significant amount of time to do this discovery work and your energy approaching it needs to be loving and curious and in a future episode we're going to talk about masculine energy versus feminine energy but in a nutshell masculine energy you can it's like the go 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 do 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 feminine energy is more of a receiving energy it's more feminine, it's delicate, it flows, it's the creativity part. And I want you to channel your feminine energy during these exercises and try to completely quiet down the masculine energy. Nothing creative happens from a place of fear and tension. So we want to be 
brainstorming from a healthy place, right? Think back to your childhood self during this time. If you want to really dig deep to the root and look at what has really always been lighting you up all this time. We were all creative as kids. We were already queen. When I talk about queenhood, I'm talking about living as your highest self, living in a high vibration. You're tapped in. That's queenhood. That's living in your queenhood. You at your core, self with a capital S, that's your queen. You're already her. So there is no work out here to be done to become someone else. You don't need more skills. You don't need more certifications. Those things are nice. But that's not what's going to get you to feel locked in, clicked in, aligned, connecting to the right people. If you have something you are selling, pitching, proposing, whatever you're doing with your personal brand, right? You're putting yourself out there. And there are a googillion other people doing the same thing, putting themselves out there. And a lot of people will hire someone to do their branding and they will get a strikingly gorgeous brand, a logo, a secondary logo, a color palette, your font selections. We've made some iconography. We've curated photography. We have our tone of voice. We have our brand book. We have our brand guidelines. We feel ready to go, right? Mm. If you've ever tried sharing on social media or in any capacity, have you ever noticed that you'll try something and then you'll take a couple steps back a couple days later or you'll be on a roll and for like a week or sometimes a week and a half? You're posting, you're putting yourself out there, and then things get negative again. It's a cycle. It's a cycle that we do, and it's destructive and very subtle and sneaky, but we all do it in some capacity. And uh, if you have experienced this, most likely you were putting something out there that did not feel in alignment. That's when you feel that ick feeling. Either you put something out that is not in alignment or the people you're insecure about seeing it or responding to it. That's the part that's not in alignment. Why do you care about them? Are they in alignment with the life you're trying to live? If not, what are we doing? We need to stay on track. We need to stay focused. We're not in this for anyone else. We're in this just to be us. We're here to serve on earth, by the way. Like we're put here with a purpose. We're not just meant to kick it. Life is supposed to be fun. We have made it weird. We have made it weird by putting everything in boxes and saying, you need to hate your life for 65 years. And then you can maybe go enjoy a vacation when you quote unquote retire 
but by the way, all that money you put in, it's not really here for you. So just don't. We're here for more. We're here for more and you can make lots and lots of money and be fulfilling your purpose at the same time. People think they're mutually exclusive. There's no way that the thing that makes you in flow state can be the thing that flows in millions of dollars or at least six figures just to start. Yes, it can. And it's a lot more likely to happen that way than to be going against the current. That is your alignment. We can push and push and push with our masculine energy. Sometimes it's not going to take us anywhere. Now, taking a look at what we've talked about so far, what if you were to develop a tone of voice for your brand, for your personal brand, looking at all of these things and thinking about yourself and who you are, your tone of voice, and we want to pick five or so adjectives that would be what we would put in your brand guide as your brand tone of voice. Uh, Loving, generous, high vibe, inspiring, matter of fact, honest, uh, vulnerable, humble, practical, bright, childlike, curious, design-focused, sweet, salty, established, or fresh. Okay, Groovy. So your tone of voice has been established. So again, working exercise. Go ahead and journal it if you'd like. And it never hurts to Google some stuff and, you know, look for examples of tone of voice and see what speaks to you. That's all. Choose some things. The beautiful thing about a personal brand is that it flexes with you. You can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it because you can't get rid of your heart. So as long as you're here, you've got a personal brand. So don't worry about it. We just got to tap in. We just got to look in. It's an inside job. That's what we're doing here. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Don't worry too much. Actually let go a lot more than you are. Let go. Shake it out. Loosen up. And ask yourself these questions from an honest place. If you are trying to be something you're not, you're going to attract the wrong people. You're going to get nowhere fast. And we've got to disconnect. Wanting to be liked. With putting ourselves out there. We don't need to be liked. Remember, we're not for everyone. And that's okay. Okay, now another fun little exercise. We need to look at our avatar. Who are we talking to? One really great way to stay spot on with your messaging, with your branding, with your advertising, with your content. You're speaking to one person. So it's a fun exercise. So take out a sheet of paper once again. We're defining your avatar, male or female. What's the age range? What does she do? What's her job? Does she have a family? 
What's her deal? What are her hobbies? Paint a picture. Paint a picture of who she is. Give her a name that fits her. We want to very clearly define this avatar. And the more specific you can get, you're probably going to hit a lot more people harder. Because even though it seems like by niching down, we would be missing a lot of people. You can't be for everyone. So if you are trying to be for everyone, you're actually there for no one. So you want to be there for this person. And uh, a great place to start when it comes to who am I talking to? It tends to be our past self because now we've overcome something and now we want to be what we wish we had back then. We want to now be the light for others. So you can look at a past version of yourself and create an avatar based on that. You might have another avatar that is not that. You know, so do some workshopping and see where it gets you and nail down your avatar. Once again, go ahead and nail it down. Go ahead and make a profile for her as if you were creating a sim on the iconic game. I hope everyone has played The Sims. Okay, go ahead and do it. Dive in, give her a name, do da-da-da, okay? Do the da-da-da that I said. And don't worry about it, why? Because in a month you can change it. In an hour you can change it. Don't scare yourself stiff though. Don't go, well I don't know and that's overwhelming so just no. Okay, well no though, all right? Let's make some movement. Let's define our avatar, all right? So since we're looking at personal branding from a spiritual place, we're approaching it through spirituality. We're looking at your soul brand. People who build a brand from a shallow place, they're going to feel lonely. Hear me out. There is actually a connection between loneliness and having a brand that fits you. Let's say um, you are offering your product or service. You've started your brand. We're about to talk about the visual part of that. So let's say you have your color palette and all of that stuff. Feeling cute. You start posting on social media about your services. You start promoting yourself. And every day, your feed is full of all those people doing such amazing things with their amazing branding. And you are not seeing maybe the movement that you want to. Or it's just as simple as the comparison. Because the comparison is the killer. It is the serial killer of the century. It's the comparison. It needs to stop. It's a distraction. It's a distraction keeping you from your greatness. Now, if you're out there on them streets posting with a brand that is super pretty, but not designed to feel in alignment for you, you're kind of just going to feel like you are standing in front of a crowd of people and you're yelling, I'm Elizabeth. 
I have a podcast. I can help you get confident with your brand. Blah, blah, blah. You're yelling out the things you do, and then you realize they don't speak English. And you realize you've been shouting out for not days, not weeks, but months, or maybe a year. And you're just finding out (laughs) that they don't speak English. That's essentially what it feels like because you are putting stuff in the world and not getting back what you want to get back or what you expect to get back. That's just because there's a disconnect. You're not speaking the same language. Remember, people are not really buying your product or service. They are buying your energy. You're probably not number one of all time at your craft thing. That's not the point. That is not the point. The point is that you can do it in a way that literally no one else can. So you have your skills, your gifts, your things, but zero other people can even come close to being you because you're that special. So why are we competing in a competition that's not for us? Why are we putting energy in places where we're not going to get it back? We are a radio antenna, and it's all about getting the frequencies right, getting the signal right. And if we're using a superficial, shallow, meaningless brand or no brand at all, you're just kind of twisting the knob to whatever and then running away on that radio signal to try to tune in to your ideal clients or the people who need you the most in this world. They're tuned in to a certain frequency. It's just about getting tuned in to the correct one. What is the correct one? The one that feels like your soul. So you don't want to be screaming out in a language that is not the language of the people you are speaking to. And you have arrived here today and can now begin to unpack what makes you you. What is that magic? We see it. Do you? I hope so. If I'm sitting in a room right now with a couple people, chilling, and you walk in, the energy shifts. And in an hour, if you leave the room, there will be an energy lingering behind. It's that essence of you. That energy we felt, that's the energy people need to feel when they interact with your brand, when they see your brand, when they try to connect with you. That's the way. That's the ticket in. That's where it clicks in, right there. You're going to always find your people if you're speaking your truth. It's the authenticity, the realness, the vulnerability that people relate to. It's the imperfection. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on loneliness, but it's very much something to consider when it comes to a personal brand because 
this upfront work that I'm talking about, the spirituality component of connecting with who you really are, it's really in the falling in love with yourself that the loneliness can subside. So in the process of branding the Liz way, you got to fall in love with yourself. We're not going to make a brand around a pile of band-aids. We've got to open up. You're the queen there. You're the queen there at the core. Layer by layer by layer by layer, we will uncover her. Maybe some things that you have had part of your narrative for years need to be shed. You're the type of person who blank. Blank is what you stand for. This is the way you do things. I'm talking about shaking this shit up. I'm not talking about spouting out whatever you've always said about yourself. I'm talking about doing some authentic digging here. And we're talking sort of, you know, high level about discovery and connecting with your core self. But the truth is, you and I both know that you're really going to start connecting with people when you are finally your real self. And if you are doing the big work, it's not easy in the beginning, especially to peel these layers and to start claiming your place in this world and to get honest with what you feel and the message you have to be spreading right now. Yes, it can feel like walking around with your skin off, but oh my God, it's worth it. Don't play small. You have a magic about you and I want the world to feel it through your brand. Don't forget you're only someone because you are some of the one greater energy. So you are never alone. Never, never alone. Your energy is the same energy as me right now and the chair you're sitting in and everything else to the depths of the universe. All one, all one energy. You're not alone. It feels lonely because you're disconnected. You're homesick because you want to come home to yourself. That's all. And she's there waiting for you and I'm so excited for it. Lastly, we'll touch on the design component, visually communicating your brand, right? So we have our color palette. We have our font selections. We have our logos. We have iconography or other design assets to be used throughout content creation. And then typically we select stock photography to be used as sort of a mood board for reference of what style of photography will be accepted under our brand guidelines. So when it comes to brand colors, what I recommend is look at all the data that you came up with from the discovery part of your personal branding development. All of those things like seeing what people came to you for and your values and things like that. 
if you kind of bird's eye view, look at all of this information and this person, think about your avatar, who you're speaking to, what colors do feel right? A lot of people say, how many colors are brand colors? There is no set number, but keep it simple at first. Keep it simple if you want to have one main brand color, two secondary and one tertiary, great. House of Queen Hood is very much this hot coral, you know, a medium coral, a light coral, and then black. I have my reasons for that. Why? House of Queen Hood is about living in alignment, highest self. One of the many, many, many things that contribute to that lifestyle is having a balance of masculine and feminine energy. And I, being an Aries and everything else about me that has made me who I am and very aggressive with my approach to work, I have a really good balance of masculine and feminine energy. So that is where my color palette comes from for House of Queenhood. Where does yours come from? I recommend first doing it messy, first doing it like that. If you want to go into Canva and make four circles on a page and start playing with the colors. Don't go with the pre-selected colors that they've already made up. I mean, that's clearly way too generic, so don't do that. Let's go into the little gradient thing and let's pick our, let's pick our colors, okay? Now, do that first based on what feels right instinctually, coming from that feminine energy place. Then, I want you to cross-check it with a brand color psych guide. At houseofqueenhood.com, I actually have one that I made. It's just a little uh, PDF download that is a psych color guide. It'll just say, you know, with reds, different shades of red, you know, look out for the fact that it can, you know, communicate a sense of urgency. But some great things that red can do is that it feels very energized. So it's a list of several things that psychologically on a human level, what people tend to respond to internally when they interact with specific colors. A lot of people go ahead and they start with that and they say, oh, what colors make someone feel motivated or calm or clear or whatever it is healthy abundant you know and then you go and you google that or you look in my guide and you say oh i'm gonna do green because of this and that don't let it be led by that though that's too generic so like i say you want to go with what speaks to you coral and hot coral that's my favorite color and black is another one and white is of course among my color palette as well i use a lot of white but that's me, that's very much not the norm. To have a black black, like fully black as a color in your color palette is actually pretty rare, but I love it. Black has its own whole story behind it because of its depth, its possibility, its vastness, like the depths of the ocean. It's infinite, I love it. So do that with your colors. It never hurts to go get some inspiration. So go on Instagram or uh, Pinterest or whatever and look at different color palettes. I do not recommend copying from someone because it's going to feel fraudulent. But we're only as inspired as the things we're seeing, whether in our mind or in real life. So let's lean in to the inspo. 
Let's find what speaks to us. Maybe try having a couple main colors. And like I said, a couple secondary or tertiary. Again, it's not a big deal. Don't make it a big deal. But the thing is, select the damn colors, okay? And then go with it. I don't know why people be saying, oh, these are my brand colors, and then next week they're all over the place, not using the colors. No, pick the colors and then use them and then stick to them. It's a no-no to go just then roaming all over the color palette. You need to stay in your lane here. You need to stay with what you have selected for your brand. I'm just looking right now at this slideshow I made at one point for a personal branding class, which reminds me I should host another one of those. This is so cool. Um, so you looked at your colors. Then we wanna look at our typeface selection, AKA fonts. Now, let's have three fonts that you select for your brand book. Number one is gonna be your headline font. That's gonna be on mostly everything that you do and choose one that is very much on brand. This one stylistically choose something very intentionally. Now I say that because the other two places we're choosing for are subtitles and body copy. So your body copy is going to be a very, you know, clean, probably sans serif font because it's going to be in paragraphs. So it needs to be very easy to read. So you wouldn't use stylistically something like what we would call a display font, where it's super, you know, fancy and designy. It's hard to read when it's small. So choose a very clean font like Futura or, um, let me think, in Canva, you can do something like Evolve Sans or things like that. Um, again, when you are thinking about your typefaces, you're also thinking about how you're going to use these. So you may select a headline style. It's going to be whatever font. It's always all caps. And then you have the tracking set to this. So it's not just picking a font. It's how do you use it as well? Because that needs to be consistent. You don't want to choose Evolve Sans and then one day you post something with huge all caps type, and then the next day it's super thin and all lowercase and super tracked out with a bunch of space between everything. It's just not consistent. So do yourself a favor and plan your typeface use as well. And uh, this will help future you by choosing these things, especially if you hopefully use Canva Pro to create anything for your personal brand. If you've already done these two design things, your color palette and your fonts, you can make hundreds of templates for literally anything. It's insane the amount of things you can design on Canva. And once you've loaded your color palette and your font into the brand kit feature, you can make anything. And it's gonna look on brand already with following those things. Literally, if you just chose the font and the colors, the problem is people don't stick to it and there isn't intention behind the choices, but it's pretty amazing. 
So you have those, but then what else would you want to upload? That would be your logos, right? So in general, of course, everybody wants to have a logo. Of course, it needs to feel like your vibe. And then you want to have your primary logo and then a secondary logo. So um, I have a, you know, a few logos actually for House of Queenhood. Plus now there's just Queenhood, the podcast that you're listening to right now. And, um, so I have like a horizontal logo, you know, it greets you at the website. Actually, it says queenhood all the way across, but on the podcast cover, I wanted it to be large and graphic, like blow up that cool type. That's a custom type that I made. And that stacked logo is my secondary logo. And then you see, I have this either, you know, if you want to consider it a tertiary logo or just a design asset, or maybe even like you know, an emblem at times. I made that thing that's like a Q. It's my iconic Q in the middle, and then it's a crown on top and a heart on bottom. Like, it's made to sort of look like a playing card icon thing. Again, don't overcomplicate it. It's okay if you have one logo right now. Get your logo or logos uploaded and slap them on everything that you create. You also might want to create some icons Or again, if you're using Canva, just open a blank document in there and you can use icons that they provide. Like designers have made things that they provide. So we're talking about selecting things, just like you selected your fonts. They provide free assets. You know, this is why I say you don't need to be a designer to have a brand curate the assets, the icons that speak to you. Now let's say Like for Queenhood, I want to have some icons where one is a crown. Maybe one is a megaphone for when I want to make an announcement. Maybe one is a little computer for when I want to have a workshop. Whatever the little icons are, the point is they need to stylistically be a family. You don't want one that looks sketched, like a hand-sketched drawing, and then the other one is simple, clean vector art. One with sharp edges and one with round edges. No, no, no. They need to be cohesive. They need to come from the same family. Again, it's all about that cohesiveness looking on brand. It's from head to toe. We're talking about more than the colors, you know. Now what I would want you to do is go select about five images, photography-wise, that speak to your new personal brand. So when you talked about your values and when you talked about your tone of voice and now that you know your colors and things like that you're getting a vibe now you're starting to catch the vibe of what you're going to be communicating if you were to use these five images that you're going to curate as your mood board moving forward that's how you want to approach this so maybe you will end up using some of these images By the way, go to unsplash.com. It's free high-res stock photography. And also, again, amazing. If you have Canva Pro, free stock photography. This is new stuff in the world. I mean, this is crazy. So curate those images that feel like you, you know, that feel like you. And then maybe you'll use them in a background on this or that or on your website. The point is that they act as a mood board, so you're checking the vibe. So if I go to choose an image for something I'm promoting, I'm going to cross-check it with my mini mood board and say, if I were to put these all in a pile, 
Does it look like it belongs or does it look out of place, you know? By the way, a mood board would be a really great thing for you to play with right now while you're developing your personal brand. It makes it so fun. All right, so that is a high-level look at personal branding done the queenhood way. I hope you can do some self-discovery, ask yourself those questions. I have added to my website a free PDF that you can download to make a little mini brand guide for yourself. It has those questions I had you ask yourself and then spaces to fill in your answers so you can look at that data and then come up with your tone of voice. So it's just a framework that you can fill in your colors and everything so that you have a little mini brand guide for yourself to follow. So you can find that at houseofqueenhood.com slash workbook. And don't forget, you can always book a one-on-one session with me at houseofqueenhood.com right there on the homepage. If you want to workshop your personal brand, your business ideas, any creative endeavor, I'm your friend for bouncing ideas off of, having a think tank with so you can find clarity and confidence. Life is too short to play small. You should pursue the big things. And having a personal brand like this will empower you to do that. Good luck with all your brand building. Send me what you're working on so I can see it and maybe give you a little feedback if you want it. And hey, remember, your brand is already made. It's just you. It's about uncovering the layers to get there to you, to self with a capital S. You are amazing, all right? Hang in there. Keep being amazing. I will see you next time. And until then, keep coming home to your queenhood. Hood.